welcome to Hacking Your ADHD, part of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. I'm your host, William Kerb, and I have ADHD. On this podcast, I dig into the tools, tactics, and best practices to help you work with your ADHD brain. Hey team, we're back at it for another episode about slowing down. But this time, we're looking at activation energy which is the idea we're going to need to have a certain amount of energy available to get started on a task. When we're getting ready to get to the next thing on our to-do lists, sometimes it can feel like it's just too much. That getting started is really going to be the hardest part. Activation energy is just that minimum threshold to get us going on that thing, and some days it just isn't there. So today we're going to be looking at ways that we can make getting started just a little bit easier. If you'd like to follow along on the show notes page, you can find that at hackingyouradhd.com slash 131. Today's podcast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 because I was looking for a way to better take care of myself, for a way to get in all those nutritional needs that I wasn't always getting in because sometimes it's hard for me to make sure that I'm eating a variety of things in my diet. AG1 is a small micro habit with big benefits. It's one thing that you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. It's easy to use and has some great benefits, including supporting better sleep quality and recovery, as well as supporting mental clarity and alertness. It's something I do every day, and it's the way I start my morning. With one scoop, you get everything you need for the day. Right now, it's the time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs on your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash ADHD. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash ADHD to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, keep on listening to find out how we can get activated to do the things that we want to do. Before we really get into this episode, I think we need to look at why we'd even be thinking about activation energy when we're talking about slowing down. Because on the surface, this seems like we're talking about doing more. And sure, this has also felt like a case for both the episode on time management and task management. But with activation energy, I think this can be even more important because our energy levels are a prime indicator of how we're doing physically and mentally. Ignoring those indicators is an easy way for us to wind up in burnout. But I'm getting ahead of myself. As I've stated in the previous episode, while part of slowing down is about doing less, it's also about doing the right things. Now, I don't want to imply that we're just being lazy and putting off important work. Rather, one of the easiest ways for us to build up the activation energy to get going on a task is through urgency. Nearly everyone I've talked to with ADHD has stories about how they were able to harness their ADHD to get something turned in last minute after procrastinating on it for weeks. The looming deadline got them in gear and got them over that finish line. And we use this as a mark of pride. Despite our ADHD, we were still able to finish and turn in some great work. And we use this drive of urgency for a lot of things. Perhaps not always in the extremes of finishing a paper and getting it turned in five minutes before it's due, but nonetheless, it tends to be a very effective driver. The issue is that using urgency as our prime motivation driver 
is that not everything is going to be urgent. It isn't ever going to be urgent that I learn how to play an instrument. It isn't ever going to be urgent that I spend more time hanging out with my friends. Or we can end up with things not being urgent until they are really, really urgent. It's not urgent for me to take care of my health until, you know, it's really urgent that I'm taking care of my health. And it's not urgent for me to be spending more time with my parents until it is. And when we're only motivating ourselves by what's urgent, it makes it incredibly hard to activate on these things that aren't urgent. And that's a big piece of what this episode is about. How can we use tools other than urgency to get ourselves to do the important things in our lives? How can we move away from urgency? Now, as a counterpoint here, I also want to take a second to talk about all those things that we should be doing. Because again, this is an episode about doing less. Or rather, it's about focusing on doing the things that we want to be doing. We want to avoid doing things just because we should be doing them, and this is a prime example of what's going on with our activation energy. One of the reasons that we often find ourselves feeling resistance to doing something is that we don't believe in the why behind the action. The word should exists in the land of obligation, duty, and what we imagine is the right thing to do. What it isn't about is what we necessarily want to do. This can be a tricky conundrum because if we go with some of the examples of things that aren't urgent until they are, we can run into the situation where we're shooting all over ourselves. It's easy for me to go, well, I should just take care of my health. And the thing is, I really should do that. But here's the thing. When I think about taking care of my health, I do have a compelling why behind it. I want to be able to spend more active time with my kids. I want to have fun playing frisbee with my friends. I enjoy living an active lifestyle. And to do that, I need to look after my health. And that helps move that needle. But we're still dealing with that word should, which is an inherently negative word. It's about saying what isn't happening right now. It's about placing judgment. So when we're dealing with shoulds, we want to look at how we can reword those statements. We can go with something like, I would like to have a clean house, or I will go to the gym after work, or I could spend more time doing things for myself. But again, and this is important, this isn't about overloading ourselves with more and more things to do. The reason we are working on changing our vocabulary here is to try and help move our brains away from that sense of obligation that come with should. We are often already trying to fit too much into our day. Instead, we want to use the shift in language to help us prioritize the things that we really want to do. We can use this reframe to help us make choices about what we are going to focus on for the day. We can say, I always feel energized after having lunch with my friends. I'm going to prioritize seeing them tomorrow. Instead of the usual, I should spend more time with friends mantra that we give ourselves. It's about finding the why behind what we're doing and using our language to not guilt ourselves into doing the thing, but getting excited about doing it. Okay, we know what we're supposed to be doing, and we've made the time to make it happen, and yet now we just don't want to. Maybe we're just staring at a blank screen. Maybe we're staring at a pile of junk in our garage. Maybe it's just the dishes in the sink or a pile of laundry on our bed. But it doesn't matter because we just don't want to. Well, we kind of want to, but no, we just can't get ourselves to do it. Because most of the stuff that we're having trouble activating on is stuff that we want to be doing, at least on some level. Sure, there are going to be things that we have to do and can't get ourselves to do, but what's always so frustrating is when I can't even get myself to do something that I want to do. Even things that I enjoy doing. Just imagine you're getting ready to meet up with your friends to see a movie. 
but you can't seem to get yourself off the couch. You know that if you don't leave in the next few minutes, you're going to end up being late. And yet, you can't seem to get your body to make movement that will get you out the door. So what's going on here? Because this isn't exactly a lack of motivation. Because as we were saying, these are things that we want to be doing. That is the motivation. It's what we want to do. While it feels like we know what we should be doing, we find ourselves not doing that thing. And that's a key point here. And that's how we're viewing what our next step is. Because we go, okay, up next is the dishes. And in our head, the next step is just going and doing the dishes. Because this isn't a multi-step project that needs to be broken down into component parts. Except, well, yeah, when we're finding it impossible to get ourselves moving, then it kind of is. And I know we're just looking at doing the dishes here. But what are our other steps? So first, let's try and drop the judgment about this. It's not going to help at all. Sure, we should be able to do just that, but we've already gone over should a little bit ago. So let's drop the should and look at what's actually happening. We're stuck not doing the thing that we either want to have happen or needs to happen. So we're stuck on the couch and we want to go do the dishes. Well, I think our next step has to be getting ourselves off that couch. Again, we're staying out of judgment here, but how are we going to get ourselves up? Now, I find this simple reframe one of the most helpful steps here. If I change, I need to get ready to go into, well, I just need to stand up. That makes the whole process so much easier because often, yeah, I can get myself to stand up. And if that's too hard, maybe I'll just flop my arms or wiggle my toes. Creating that small movement and using that as inertia into bigger movements. Or here's another issue. The reason I'm stuck is because I'm scrolling on my phone and I just don't want to stop. Well, how about you just throw your phone across the room? I mean, not hard. We're not trying to break the thing. But toss it out of your reach. Put it on the floor and slide it away. Bonus points for making noise while you throw it. Yeet! The point of all this is that we're trying to do the bare minimum to get ourselves moving in a different direction. And I do want to be clear that this isn't about forsaking rest. We still need time to relax and recover. This is about getting ourselves out of that ADHD paralysis. If you are literally too tired to do these things, then you do need to take a break. You do need that rest. We have to let ourselves rest when we need it. All right, once we get ourselves moving, it can be a lot easier to then start activating on these other tasks that we need to do. But if we're still finding resistance, there are other things we can do. Again, we can work on moving ourselves towards smaller goals. If doing the dishes is too much, maybe do five, or maybe just unload the dishwasher. If we can give ourselves smaller milestones and break things up, that can help lower our activation cost. Often, I'll look at the dishwasher and go, well, I'll just stick the cups in because that's easy. And that often is enough to get me to fill the thing up the rest of the way, because after the cups are in, well, I'm not filling the whole thing anymore, so I'll just do the rest. We can also think about chunking up our workday like this as well. When I'm writing, it can be intimidating to think about sitting down and doing something like a three-hour writing block. Instead, when I'm sitting down to work on my writing, I'll set a timer for, say, 45 minutes and then have planned breaks after that so I can do something else for five minutes and come back and do another chunk of writing. On days where I'm not feeling up to 45 minutes, I'll go with lower increments. Knowing that I'm not just going to write until my eyes bleed makes it a lot easier for me to get started. And what can really help here is accountability, because I imagine many of you are going, well, if I get up for a break and do something else, I'm never coming back. And that's a fair assessment. We have to be reasonable with what we're personally going to be able to do. For me, it means I'm doing a lot of my writing in the ADHD-rewired adult study hall rooms over Zoom. 
just having a group of people I'm stating my intentions to is a great way for me to then follow through with those intentions. But accountability can also come from other sources, like having an accountability buddy to check in with you throughout the day or just having someone like a coach. And we can also work on making our tasks more fun. We can listen to some music or a podcast, or maybe set a timer and see how much we can get done in that time. One of the things that has been surprisingly helpful for me is using sound effects as a small win for completing tasks. I have a big button on my desk that plays air horns that I can push whenever I finish something, like, say, sending an email. It's a complete screwball idea that pushing this button would actually make a task more fun, but it's surprisingly effective. I just go, email sent! It's dumb, but I love it. And again, 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 it's important that we're extending compassion to ourselves here. Sometimes, despite everything, we're not going to have that activation energy to get started on something. And in those cases, it's important that we're not pushing ourselves into burnout just so we can get a little bit more done. Even getting started on working on this last part of this episode, I found myself just staring at the screen. While I could have simply tried to push through, I knew a better answer for me was to go take a walk and regroup myself. We're not always going to be able to get everything done, but that's okay. We just have to take it one step at a time, and really, we need to listen to ourselves and give our brains and bodies the healing they need so we can do our best work. Thanks for sticking with me all the way to the end. Before you go, though, let's do a quick rundown of today's top tips. One, activation energy is what takes us from thinking about doing something to actually doing it. And the lack of it is what can keep us on the couch when we feel like we could be doing something else. Two, when we rely on urgency being our primary mode of motivation, it can make it increasingly hard to work on anything that isn't urgent. Three, different tasks take different amount of energy to activate on and we can work on lowering that barrier to entry or increasing our amount of available energy. We can do this through making tasks more fun, using accountability, and breaking our tasks down into smaller parts. That's it. Thanks for listening. I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. You can leave me a message over at hackingyouradhd.com contact. You can also reach me on Twitter at hackingyouradhd, and I've also just launched a TikTok channel that you can find by searching for Hacking Your ADHD. If you'd like links or to read this episode's transcript, you can find those on the show notes page at hackingyouradhd.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, the best way is to share episodes with someone you think would get something out of it. Just click the share button on your podcast player and send your bestie the link with something like, hey, I loved this episode of Hacking Your ADHD. I'd bet you'd get a lot out of it too. Or you can support the show through my Patreon at hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. Sign up for the 2, 5, 10, 25, or even $50 a month level and get some great perks like monthly bonus content or early access to upcoming episodes. That's hackingyouradhd.com slash Patreon. And be sure to check out all the other podcasts on the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network. For interviews with fellow ADHDers and ADHD experts, check out Eric Tiver's show, ADHD Rewired. For those of you with kids, be sure to check out Brendan Mahan's show, ADHD Essentials. And even if you don't have kids, his show is still a great resource for ADHD management. If you're interested in exploring issues of race and diversity in ADHD, be sure to check out ADHD Diversified with MJ. I also do a live Q&A with all the hosts of the ADHD Rewired Podcast Network on the second Tuesday of the month at 10.30 a.m. Pacific. 
If you'd like to sign up, just go to ADHDrewired.com slash events. And now for your moment of dad. Why do cows wear bells? Because their horns don't work.